When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Bob Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the great folks right there for you at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and join Joe Soro today, wherever you can, at LakersBall.com. as Ox1947. Plus also as well, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. And best wishes to, of course, our good friend Laker Tom. Hope he's getting well soon. You can find him still writing. Right there for you. The number of blogs. That's the Lakers' number one blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend Jamie Sweet. That is five things. Articles right there at Lakerholics.com. Plus also our good friends available now at the Who Pets Podcast Network. Our good friend also as well. YouTube's John McCallion. Big shout out to John McCallion. If you can go ahead and support him on his channel, John McCallion, by giving him a like and also a subscribe right there on YouTube. And if you can support all that, plus if you want your lawn transformed, I know it's real soggy and wet out there in Southern California right now, but if you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful and actually looks good, whether rain or shine, go ahead and talk to Joe today at Simblades, simbladeswithay.com. And if you could do all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, with the Lakers ending this I guess I don't know if you would call it disappointing road trip. It's about where I planned it. I said three and three on the road trip. I know Joe and Laker Tom had much higher prospects for the team, especially after the start, the great start of this road trip. After the highs and lows of this road trip, the team headed into Michigan to go ahead where L Rob is at. L Rob was at the game against Detroit today, and Detroit with the league's worst record. Thought it would be a kind of a pushover, and it was at times for the Lakers. Lakers leading in double digits by a good percentage of the game. Then, unfortunately, the ugly, the ugly, ugly, ugly moments of the third quarter as the NBA's worst third quarter team showed its ugly head again as the Lakers gave up 41 points in the third quarter, almost gave up the lead, 
but still was able to do just enough, just enough, backed by sensational performances from LeBron and AD right there for you. Plus also as well, a clutch three-pointer by Austin Reeves and some solid play by Lonnie Walker IV. And the Lakers escape out of Detroit and end the road trip with a 3-3 record as they head home for a Tuesday matchup against the Boston Celtics with a 124-117 victory. And here today to go ahead and talk about today's game, a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at, of course, LakersBall.com, it's Ox1947, and of course, Symblades, with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, glad to have you here. You were there along with myself, and big shout-out to Nick Molina, who was also a great part of our live watch party today. It was uh, not the kind of win we were expecting against the league's worst team, but hey, a win is a win any way you slice it. Well, I think we get lost in the fact that we're not a really good team either. We expect to win because we're Laker fans and we've always seen winning, but we're we're a, uh, I would say, a C-minus team, kind of teetering on D-plus team, and this game went the way it's been going all year. The only reason why we were able to leave with a win is because the other team stinks. The, the Lakers, in terms of the road trip, went 3-3 three and three because they can't seem to understand the concept that they're not eight and an 11-15 team. Mm-hmm. They play like they're 20-10, and 10, which is just puzzling to me what, what, where that thinking comes from. If guys didn't miss the, the games, guy, the main guys, LeBron and, and AD, I think they sit at four and two very easily, possibly five and one. But they don't play that way. Uh, the mentality is still lazy. They're, they are a mentally lazy team. Uh, and the coach is doing his best to cater to an era of basketball players that are already mentally lazy. Um, and that's really what it is. You can see it in the play. You can see in why they uh, – it's such a Jekyll and Hyde every five minutes. Every, it, it's it's very bipolar uh, sport at this point where you, they'll look like gangbusters and then all of a sudden look like they've never dribbled a basketball in their life. Watching uh, Schroeder play basketball like I play basketball after not playing for five months is, a, is, 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 is pretty embarrassing. Uh, terrible angles on, on bounce passes, bounce passes, terrible angles on going to the rim, not using your offhand. I mean, seriously, I, I've asked this question before. What do these guys do during the day? Do they work on anything? LeBron continuing to take one-legged three-point shots when you're supposed to close the game out? If, if Detroit didn't miss, what, seven of the last eight shots, they would have won this game. And... Being critical at this point is not technically critical. It's it's we're, we're stating what we're seeing and why they won versus why they lost. They lost tonight. I mean, they won tonight because Detroit finally started missing shots at the worst time. If they make those shots, a few of those shots at the end, they probably win the game. And that is who the Lakers are. They've been doing this all year. They've been doing it since really since December of last year. This has been a year. A year that we've been watching this. Mm-hmm. I will give Dar- Darvin Ham credit. If he had played Westbrook, like you said, G, I agree. They would not have won this game. 
So I think he did that really well tonight. And a lot of it is on 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 Westbrook on, in terms of this mental la- laziness that's continually infecting this team. And it doesn't it doesn't help that your two main guys are lazy. AD wasn't lazy. I didn't see any laziness in him. I thought I was I was very satisfied with, with how we played. And that's kind of where I'm going with this uh, from from the last show is I think the Lakers really have to evaluate what what they want this team to be with AD being where he is at the moment. I think you need to take advantage of the next three to four years with AD being as as amazing as he is. And if you're going to truly take that seriously, I, I would highly suggest you play the se- season out and trade LeBron or have him retire or and somehow convince him to retire because there's no other way you can get out of this phase without getting rid of LeBron. Well, again, a lot of issues for the Lakers. The reason why that Detroit was able to stay in the game was obviously not guarding the perimeter very well as, again, as I mentioned, Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich hitting 6-12 from three-pointer for the game, 38 points overall. 22 points of that came in the third quarter. It's, again, the Lakers had another poor third-quarter performance. Sadiq Bey was 4-7 of seven from three. Those guys were lighting it up from behind the arc, but also as well, the fact is that the Lakers are the second-to-last defensive rebounding team in the NBA. And like you mentioned, and I mentioned earlier as well, before you came on, that's with Anthony Davis leading the league in rebounds. What does that tell you when you hear those stats? It tells you that everybody else is at an F in rebounding. And it goes back to the mental part of the game. Rebounding and defense is a is a want. The engine is wanting. The engine to defense and rebounding is do you want it? This team is too lazy to want it on a minute-by-minute, quarter-by-quarter, game-by-game basis. And they're not held accountable by coaches, management, or any of the top, like an AD, let's say even. AD is a not a vocal type. He's not going to be the guy that's going to get in your, you know what, and, and, yeah. and move you around, which I, I really wish he would because it, I think that would get people going because he is a freak. He is a basketball freak when he's on, and it's a beautiful thing to watch, and I just wish that energy would go to everyone. Uh, but going back to... You know, we, we're, we're coming back to this. What what what, what can this team do? And I, I saw suggestions on Lakers ball uh, while I was on game time. And everybody keeps saying the same thing over and over again. And God bless them. I understand that we're all frustrated with what's going on. But guys, no one is going to trade anything to the Lakers for Bev, Nunn, or Westbrook without taking our assets, the assets that we want. It's just not going to happen. I, I need you guys to be ready for something really bad by, by the end of the year. And that means Palenka sitting on his on his hands and doing absolutely jack crap. Be ready for it because I think that's probably what's going to happen. And why I'm being a little bit more, I don't know, <laughs> realistic in this is because I'm tired of the lazy basketball. It's like it's draining. It's getting really draining now. It's kind of reminding me of when we were losing with Luke Walton and D. Russ and all that. I remember around February, I said this many shows ago, it was around February, and I hadn't missed a Laker game 
in about a decade. I had missed one game in a decade, and I finally su- succumbed to the losing. I couldn't handle it anymore. I'm tired of watching the laziness of this team, and a lot of that engine is coming from Westbrook and LeBron James. And LeBron has played 20 years. He has a little bit more of an excuse than, let's say, Westbrook. But to me, again, we're, we're, we're about winning championships. We're about competing at least for a championship. We're not going to compete if we're going to continue to be lazy, even when we're, we've got our backs against the wall. So the easiest thing for me in terms of trying to figure out a solution here is LeBron breaks Kareem's record in a, in a Laker uniform, and then you sit down LeBron and tell him, where do you want to go and see if you can trade him somewhere and or, 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 or see if he would retire. I don't think he's going to retire, but I don't want LeBron on this team anymore. I don't think it's it's going to benefit the team to win a championship. The only thing that it's going to benefit is that you have LeBron James and you might have a few more people coming and watching them play. But in terms of trying to compete for a championship, we now have to put AD as a, as a priority here. He's 29 years old. He's going to turn 30 before the end of the year is over. We have to start thinking about that. And the only way you can do that is in about four months, you need to make a decision on you're already going to have a lot of guys falling off, but you need to get rid of LeBron James. Well, it's really hard to say that, though, especially after a game like today where he scores 35. I mean, between him and AD, they scored 69 of the Lakers' 124 points. You guys are still thinking about numbers. Numbers in the NBA today are like 300-yard passers in the NFL. It doesn't matter anymore. There's no nothing to back up those numbers anymore. Look, look at If Bogdanovich didn't start missing his last shots in this game, they're gonna, they would have won this game. And I it agree with you there. It doesn't matter anymore if you score 35. You're talking about one of the guys on our team has averaged a triple-double in, what was it, four seasons? What is he? What, what has that done? It's done nothing in terms of winning championships. We're about winning championships. And if you're not serious about winning championships and you just want to have name brands on your team, then you, you, you then we're going to keep LeBron around for another two, three years and 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 hope that, I don't know, the value of the team goes up, but then you're going to waste AD's time here. AD has two two more championships in his in his life lifetime right now. If you if you if you just help him, help him, help him get his team. And you know you're LA. This is not New Orleans where no one wanted to go to New Orleans. This isn't LeBron in Cleveland where no one was going to Cleveland. This is the LA freaking Lakers. You're gonna get people coming here, but you have to now start thinking. That $35, $40 million contract that LeBron carries needs to go if you're not going to trade Westbrook, Bev, and Nunn for something that might bring something back with some substance and be able to give you a chance to go get talent in the summer that can supplant LeBron for for seven, eight minutes a game so that he can play 27 to 28 minutes a game instead of 35 and 36. You see how it kind of comes together, guys? This is this is this is it. I'm saying it in December. I know it sucks, but there is no solution here anymore. It's done. We've watched this for a year. Nothing's going to miraculously change January 11th. Nothing's going to change February 11th unless somebody out there says, "You know what? Lakers, we're not going to take your first round pick in 27 and 29. We're going to give you a bunch of expiring contracts and you give us your expiring contracts. The only difference is, you know, uh, you know, we just feel like helping out. That ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen because they've already said too. The Lakers have said, right on record, we're not taking any contracts beyond this year. Why? How does that make sense? 
repeater tax? Is that what it was? That's probably a big part of it. Okay. So you, you the Lakers have made it. It seems like they've made the decision already what they want. And we're going to be here to tell you that the audience that this is not going to end well. And you are going to not only waste LeBron's final year, you are going to waste AD's final years. That's the sad part. That's the sad part is that we couldn't. The exciting part about getting AD when we did was I was happy that, man, if we can get a couple titles with LeBron, we go right into the AD era, you know, two, three, four years later. And that was what was exciting about it. And they're not giving it a chance. They're not. They're just letting it ride, and they're not. It doesn't seem like they're going to do anything about it. Well, LeBron can't actually go anywhere. I know Hassan, uh, you're saying that in the chat, but LeBron actually can't go anywhere as far as being traded. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about trading. No, I know that. I'm talking about end of the year. They need to make a decision. I know. I was just clarifying with the chat. Clarifying with the chat. Yeah, Yeah, because he's his contract. The way his extension worked out that he signed before the season, that unfortunately will not allow him to be traded or make a decision upon him far as being able to be moved until the end of this season that's how his contract situation works out so wanted to make sure we clarify that we have to from time to time because people you know you're hearing that trade lebron trade lebron like you say trade lebron you got to make your move on lebron you got to trade lebron we can't actually do that until this summer at the earliest with him yeah the the rules are not always clear uh the salary cap isn't always clear but for us I'd like to think that an audience is going to go on our show and listen to us and hope we tell them things they don't know that make sense. And right now we know by CBA rules, LeBron James can't be traded. And we all understand that. But what you also have to understand is at the end of the year, if, 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 if your top guys are not playing adequately for, for title contention, even if it's someone like LeBron James, you need to make a, you need to make a decision. You need to make a decision on what you want this team to be. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Snake Eyes has some thoughts on that. Joe Soro, you're a prisoner of the moment, saying numbers don't mean a thing imagining if you if lebron is out today you think they're winning i'm not even a lebron fan but this game is a make or miss league and then he's saying you cannot say if bogdanovich only makes his last few shots you can't say that you you can also say what if they miss their three-point no, shots in the third no, 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 the no. lakers hit their third etc i've been watching this this fiasco for a year mm-hmm. if you guys can't see it then that's on you guys i've seen enough 
and I'm watching every play, guys. I'm not sitting there twiddling my my thumbs like this while I watch the game going like this. Okay, I'm not. If doing you're this. watching the live watch okay. party, Joe was there. Watch for the quarter. Watch the plays. Yes, the second quarter with two minutes left. Yes, third quarter with eight minutes left. I'm watching the plays. I'm watching these lazy passes, lazy shots, lazy defense, lazy brains, and it's coming from the top guys. LeBron is one of them. They won tonight only because Detroit sucks, okay? And they decided to suck even more towards the end of the game. If they make those shots at the end of the game, the Lakers are leaving Detroit with an L. They were not guarding the three. You heard me, G. You heard me. You're, I'm like, you know they're only going to shoot threes. You know they're only going to shoot threes. And what are they doing? Schroeder is six feet away from the guy. What happened in Indiana? What did we say? What did we say about basketball IQ? We're about title wins, title contention. We're not about winning a game in Detroit in December. And we barely did that because you have your top-notch guys that don't know how to have focus in the game. Again, LeBron has been in the league 20 years. He's been way beyond the expiring time in, in, in normal aspects. Fine. I get it. But if you're not going to be LeBron where you want LeBron to be, then you got to go to another route. We want, we got LeBron to be LeBron, not LeBron, uh, you know, uh, expired LeBron. Can't do it. I can, can't do it if you want to win a title. And I don't want to. I don't want to waste AD's time here. I don't. They have to make a decision at the end of the year. The Lakers allowed 41 points in the third quarter. Uh, something that's been a cons- look. The Lakers have been consistently lazy and bad in the third quarter for a year now. They've been consistently bad in the fundamentals. They've been consistently bad in not making the right decisions at the right time. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I, it's a. It's a. We should just have a broken record taped on the wall because that's what's going on every game, guys. What do you want me to do? I'm just telling you what I'm watching. And yeah, it sounds like I keep repeating myself because they keep repeating it. They keep repeating the same thing. What what do you what else do you want me to say? This is the first time I've said though, this is the first time I've said it's time to go. Like at the end of this year, it's time to break off from the LeBron AD era and go AD only. You have to. Otherwise, this is not going to change next year. It will not change next year. We're not going to get enough talent to supplant this team if you have LeBron on the team. And you know that they're not going to trade Westbrook because nobody wants them without those two picks. They've already made a decision that they're not going to send those out unless it's for an all-star out of the world. Why the hell would anyone trade an all-world all-star to the Lakers for two picks in freaking 2040? Why? Does that make any sense? No. Well, I think, again, this is the game where the Lakers, once they had the double-digit lead, you got to close it out. you got to go ahead and stretch that lead to 20. This, again, this is a team that is it's, they're bad. They're the, statistically the worst record in the NBA. These are the kind of teams you got to go ahead and finish them off and finish them off early. They don't. I understand that they don't, but I'm just saying this is the team. Especially, hey, you- we should we should get up in the morning and exercise every day. We should get up in the morning and eat well every day. We should go and 
volunteer at a homeless shelter every day. We can hope and dream all we want and say we need to do something. The, the question is, are you going to do it? Are the Lakers going to do it? I think they're capable of doing it. They have the athletes, but are they willing to do it? They, 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 I don't see any mental focus for 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. 48 minutes, I see maybe about 30 minutes of somewhat focused, maybe 10 really good focused. And the, the other 18 is, oh, well, you know, whatever. And then you see it mainly in the third quarter. But you see yeah. it in the fourth, too. It's not just the third quarter thing. But you see it in the fourth. Yeah. They get, they get complacent and they get lazy. It's just what it is. It is what it is, but the Lakers were able to escape out of Detroit with a 124 to 117 victory. Once again, it's Joe Soro and me, Gerald Glassford, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, before we head on out, my friend, I do want to cover what's coming up for the Lakers this week and a big showdown against the Boston Celtics. I was talking to Nick on our live Lakers watch party about how they this is a time to get the Boston Celtics snapping, you know, on a back to back because they play the Clippers on Monday. And then they play the Lakers on Tuesday. Any chance the Lakers have it all when the when they come into the crypto.com arena for the second time in a row against the Lakers? <laughs> He's thinking about it. I'm trying to think when was the last time they played a team and they had a lot of reason to win and they just annihilated them. I don't I don't I don't know if they have that in them. I'd have to see it. I, I I've considered this a loss on the on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have guards like I know some people will argue that Jalen Brown, those guys aren't guards, uh, but mm-hmm. it, let's say just perimeter play, probably the easiest thing to say. Those guys are going to torch our guys. I mean, absolutely torch them. Uh, our only shot is AD, <laughs> AD doing what he does and can play, you know, defense against two or three guys at a time. Yeah, uh, I. I I, I enjoy watching AD play. I, I that's the only thing I enjoy tonight. I know LeBron dropped thirty five, but his his game just doesn't get doesn't do it for me. It's too there's too much uh, there's too much brain shutdown in, in, in his in, in, in a forty eight minute game with him, and it, and it it overweighs the good stuff. AD is the guy. AD for me is the the very appealing watch. And unfortunately, he can't play 48 minutes a game. But, you know, I'll take I'll take that win at least. And and Austin Reeves, you know, Austin Reeves didn't have a good game tonight. But Austin Reeves is pulling out every ounce of talent that he's getting out of himself. Uh-huh. And he, he's using it. And that's all you can ask for. I just wish there were more guys that that, that were like that. And even uh, I know Gabriel didn't play tonight, but somebody like Gabriel – Kind of, sort of did that this year, but he's. What about Lonnie Walker tonight? Lonnie Walker started out really well, and then he four out of six from three, eighteen points. Yeah, he he faded out though. He 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 hit most of those shots beginning the beginning of the game, and then I felt like he he went away. I will say, Z, if you're out there, we do know every time we say this on the watch party, but every time the Lakers throw out that that extra guard lineup with the four guards out there and LeBron or the four guards and the and AD. We always comment that somewhere Zangerstein is probably freaking out <laughs> during that because uh, it just Darwin seems to love those four guard lineups and it's just crazy that he keeps on doing it. But uh, once again, the Lakers are, I think, have a chance to go ahead and pull the upset on the back to back. I think if the 
they go ahead and get some kind of support for LeBron AD and LeBron AD. You know, the thing is, though, Boston is playing at a, a record place, especially for a team that ha- was not good offensively in the finals against the, the Golden State Warriors. They're now shooting and scoring better than anyone else. That's just absolutely blows my mind that they can go from one extreme to the other. Well, they're, they're saying it's historic of yeah. all time, right? Right now, right now. Yeah. Um, but Golden State seems to be their kryptonite, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a mat that it's a matchup issue in, in the NBA. You just run into certain teams that match up very well with you, and you don't, you don't you can't kind of work it out. Which think about it, you go you, those guys are like mirrors, right? Mm-hmm. The Clay, Steph, Jalen, you know, and yeah. and uh, so. Now they're not so focused on offense. They have to play defense. They have to make sure Curry or Clay don't go off or even pull to some degree. So the energy's not all the way through on one side. You gotta you gotta play both sides. And um, Tatum, Tatum, I think the reason why Boston I think came out has been come has come out so relentless is. Tatum has something to prove. He likely cost the Celtics a title last year by not playing well. And that has to burn because he he didn't play well at all. Had he just played normal, they probably win. And that has to be frustrating because he was just bad, especially after game three. And this is his way to say, you know what? I improved my game during the summer. I'm going to focus on this. And... I'd say the guys, you know, if they weren't wearing those jerseys, I would be rooting for Boston. I would be rooting for Tatum and Jalen Brown because I think those guys are some of the few guys. Uh, Tatum, to some degree now that he's kind of got something to prove even more. Jalen Brown's always had a dog in him. Jimmy Butler's got the dog in him. Um, I think if people left Zion Williamson alone, he'd have that dog in him. I think they're trying to, you know, that whole 360 dunk that he did and everybody got all butthurt. What a surprise. It was Phoenix, two biggest whining little girls in the NBA, Chris Paul and Devin Booker whining. Um, uh, Monty Williams should have set those two chumps down and said, listen, you just got your butt whipped. So take that, take that dunk and stop whining. Um, if they had a little bit less whining, they might have a championship right now, but I digress. I'm going to try to enjoy the game on Tuesday because it is a Celtic Laker game, but I'm worried that we're going to get destroyed. Well, once again, the Lakers did win 124 to 117 to finish the road trip with three and three record. Lakers are now 11 15 on the season. Johnny 2K6 is in the chat. He said the Suns deserve that Zion 360 dunk <laughs> as they beat the Phoenix Suns in the matchup of two of the top teams in the Western Conference. Hopefully on, I'm hoping that Joe might be available tomorrow night so we can discuss on uh, as far as the rise of the New Orleans Pelicans leading the Western Conference to see if it's a surprise to him as it is to me and our NBA observations, plus some other things going on in the NBA. Hopefully he'll be available for that. But tonight, when it comes to what went on with the Lakers, again, the Lakers rebounding as the next to last team in the NBA on defensive rebounding. That, to me, is atrocious. Like you said, and like I said, with LeBron, with AD leading the league in rebounding. It's, all, it's just awful. That's an awful stat. It's, it's – I want the Lakers fast break audience 
to really take in what Gerald just said. And if you can't take it in, I want you to go look at the NBA standings in the West. And I want you to really stare at that number one slot. Okay? Stare at it. I'll give you a second. The Pelicans are at one. The Lakers are at 12. That means if those spots change, I'm sorry, don't change. Uh, The Pelicans will essentially have all the benefits of being a top seed with the benefits of also having a high pick in 2023 in one of the most stacked drafts since 2003. And you, you can then ask me why I am delivering the message the way I'm delivering it. It's not just about Detroit tonight, guys. We've watched the Lakers, or at least I have, win six championships in the last 22 years. And the Lakers were winning championships 20 years earlier, 30 years earlier, 50 years earlier. This franchise is number one in terms of basketball on the planet. If you are going to sit there and be enamored by a 35 point performance by a name player. Okay, cool. You saw it. You enjoyed the game. Good. I, on the other hand, I'm paying attention to lost opportunities and the fact that we are very close to possibly giving up a star player this season to a team that's a one seed. That is not good, guys. Something has to change. Zanger signs uh, telling you that five of those six in the past 22 years did come with a different uh, governor or owner in charge of the team than Jeannie Buss. Well, I mean, five of those was Kobe with it. You know, that helps. <laughs> Three was Shaq. Uh, two with uh, Powell. I get it. I'm not really thinking too much about, you know, the, the dead time in the 2010s. I I don't want to get into that. I'm talking about now. I think I'm tired of talking about the past really in in a lot of ways. Uh, Let's focus on now. And right now we're a 12 seed and the one seed at the moment is the team that's going to be holding our draft pick. So the Lakers have to, the Lakers, LeBron, AD, especially AD. LeBron might not care because he's LeBron. He doesn't care about anybody but himself, but AD, I would like to think AD, if he plans to retire a Laker and, hopefully compete before he's, his career is over. I would like to think he wouldn't want to be in this position where a possible number two for him would be lost in this draft. But does anybody think that way? Am I the only one that thinks that way? Am I uh, being obtuse? Zangerstein says they value role players back then, Joe. I always wanted to use that line. I just never knew when I could use it. Uh, you can always use it here, right here at the Lakers Fast Break, because we've got the smartest and best Lakers fans out there. The audience that's out there, especially the Lakers chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there is right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciated. Joe, I will say, though, before we head on out, I wanted something to talk to you before we head on out. As we're like around the 11th, just before the 15th deadline, and I know the trade talk will start heating up. Laker Tom, even though he is under the weather, he is still at Laker Tom on Twitter, giving out those wonderful trade proposals, which is getting Twitter always up in an uproar, saying you're crazy, you're crazy, you're on too much NyQuil, whatever. I will say 
So it is a good win, Derek. We did escape. Any win is a good win as long as we win. But the thing is, it was kind of ugly, especially the fact we're against the, the last place team in the NBA, which was not actually you know something you want to go ahead and say you're proud of. But just escaping out of there, you should have closed this team out. But before we head on out, I do want to ask you this, Joe. When it comes to the rest of the month and how they can finish up, right now they're 11 and 15. Right now, they're two games out of the play-in. So they are in within reach. I remember we talked about four. there were four games. There were only four games out of the play-in. They were only three and a half games out. They were only three games out. Now, they've actually made up a game and a half since my latest conversation on them as far as making the play-in. So that's essentially 10th place right now. Where do you see them ending up at the end of this month? And no, no one chip challenge is included in this perception. Well, they have 10 games left. If I had to be optimistic, they finish five and five. Mm -hmm. So that would put them at uh, 16 and 20. Yes. Yeah, 16 and 20 to end the 22 season, half season of the 23 season. I think they could be 17 and 19. I looked at the schedule. I see. I, I could see possibly a seventeen and nineteen out of it. Yeah, uh, would like to make up some ground here. Win some games that they're not supposed to win. I.e., mm-hmm. Phoenix. When's the last time they won in Phoenix? I'd like to see a win there at yeah. some point. Well, they're they're lost four in a row in Phoenix, so maybe. Yeah. yeah, and there's some favorable teams, but we're not a good team either. So saying that these are favorable, I don't know what that means anymore. We're well, we're getting at, at times, again, like back-to-back for Boston. You know, Phoenix has lost four in a row. They're not playing as well. I, I, I'm going to commentate as the game goes on. If they have a dynamite game, I will say they had a dynamite game. But they're not having those games. They're just not. There's too much laziness on this team. Mental... By the way, Eddie was, says he'd rather have you negotiate than Palenka for any of uh, all trades out there. The, I appreciate that, Eddie. Uh, yeah, the the without uh, without getting fried chicken angry again <laughs> in business net, networking and uh, that is the moniker of the individual that was teasing yeah, Joe. The yeah, guy, yeah, the guy that called him a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. and and, and, it's, and you know he, he had some validity there that I could come off narcissistic. Uh, I could come off a little arrogant because. You can. It's, I never it's, noticed. It, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Shaq made a whole career of it, his whole life. So people love Shaq. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, maybe that'll happen to me. I don't know. Uh, the uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? I told you. <laughs> well, we're talking about how the Lakers. Can <laughs> oh yeah, the negotiation thing. So Rob Palinka, uh, I don't, I don't know if he has any real, real tight relationships in the NBA uh, from a general manager standpoint. Uh, in business, your your relationships is what makes your business. It's just, it's probably the most important thing, because when you have somebody backing you up, when you need something, that's where that becomes an asset. Uh, it doesn't look like anybody's backing anybody up in L.A. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of clowns L.A. They clown the, the Lakers. They their own you know their own icon clowned on his own team, calling them backstabbers. Well, Zangerstein has a good point because, you know, as she has always indicated, uh, there's a ton of guards. There's absolutely ton of guards on the Lakers roster. The reason for partially for that was maybe they were anticipating making a trade for Westbrook by now. 
No one's taking Westbrook on, is my assumption is that no one's taking Westbrook on because the Lakers refused to give any draft assets. And that $47 million was not as attractive at the beginning of the season. Maybe at the I don't think season. it'll ever be attractive. You never know. To who? Who is going to change their mind in February? I want to know. Well, let's take a look at the standings right now. The Lakers did move into a tie with Oklahoma City Thunder for 12th place in the Western Conference. San Antonio's under the salary cap, so you're right. And Houston, same thing. Oklahoma City, same thing. If Minnesota keeps on their downward progression because of, after all the hype of getting Rudy Gobert, look at them. They're at 13 and 13, tied with the Dallas Mavericks for 10th in the Western in the in the Western Conference. Then you have Orlando, Charlotte, and Detroit. All those teams, all again, those teams are not really hustling for the salary cap because all those teams, I believe, are under. Maybe Detroit has kind of filled up with their trades during the offseason, but still, they're they're in not too bad a position salary cap wise. It isn't until you get to the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards, who are 11 and 14 and 11 and 16, respectively, the Miami Heat at 12 and 15. Those are the teams you could say that maybe uh, you might want to think about trying to clear some cap space if you're going to be this bad. The issue, and in, in, in I would say if, if if Minnesota hadn't given up so many assets for Gobert, they might they might have pulled the trigger and realized that won't work, wouldn't work, or isn't working. Maybe trade Cat to the Lakers. I don't know about Cat, but I was thinking they would likely trade Gobert to get out of that mistake, but there's too much asset, and – with with Gobert again, I'm I'm thinking for both sides because they're gonna. I don't I don't think Minnesota. I think Minnesota thinks they could get a better deal than just Westbrook and a couple. You realize of Gobert will be 34, I think, and he'll be earning 40 to 50 million dollars in the final year of his contract. What, what we what we want to pay attention to again, Gerald, is we need assets, right? You don't. That's have not an to. asset. That's just an ass. Well, true. True, that's that's a good one. Uh, I'm, Not I'm, that he's an ass, but the contract is an ass. I, I I hear you, I hear you, but he he would play real well next day. Although he isn't the most beloved individual in the NBA, <laughs> he would play really well. I mean, he he would play really well next day, D. And you would have that do money. It, Joe. Don't don't do it's it. It's not. Joe. It's either that or nothing. See this. <laughs> see, see this. I would much rather take Cat. Cat at least can. Cat would, would not be traded though. They wouldn't trade Cat for just Westbrook and two picks. They would trade Gobert, but they're not trading Gobert now because they gave up too much for him. And their their egos wouldn't would let them do it. Not take Gobert in that contract. That contract is an albatross. I'm just gonna say again. It's like getting right fish right out of the the fry, you know right out of the frying pan and into the fire with that one. It's an albatross, but NBA is about salaries. No, no contract is untradeable. I give you that because Russell Westbrook's was believed to be untradeable at one point in time, and look, he's been traded three times since that. Probably those statements started first coming around, but uh, Gobert, that's that's rough. Because he is not playing well this season, he's not meshing well with Cat. For me, again, I would I would make the call for Cat because I think Cat would go also great alongside his Kentucky alumni, fellow alumni in uh, Anthony Davis. I think that would be a killer front line, personally. But that's just me saying that because you know Cat is also struggling this season as well. Well, it seems like the whole team's struggling. Yep. You have. Anthony Edwards was supposed to take the next step. Yep. And we we said this during the summer. 
if Anthony Edwards does what he did in the playoffs, if that translated to the next season, then it might be a great trade because no one's going to Minnesota. No one. So they had to make a move to get somebody else. They gave up a little too much, but they got somebody over there to hopefully be the defensive presence and let Anthony and Kate and Kat do their thing. The problem is Kat said it best. He's too busy eating Popeyes. <laughs> uh, you're right on that one Z on your assessment as well. Once again, the Lakers do finish up the road trip with three and three record as they beat the Detroit Pistons 124 to 117. I'm saying that the Lakers can finish 17 to 19 before the end of the month. I'm not predicting break even yet for the Lakers, but if they get to 17, 19, or even, you know, what? 17 to 19. If LeBron and AD play, if LeBron and AD play all 10. They can 18 and 18 does not seem unreal. If they, if they play all 10, I have, I, I have, I'm very confident they'd finish six and four at the very least. Very confident. But what this week told me, this last week told me uh, is that they are not healthy enough to play consistent ball for the next three months. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to miss a game here, miss a game there. And anytime those guys are out, it's, it's toast. Yeah. It's over. And that's it. I have, uh, I'm going to assess every game we watch. I am going to be honest. Mm-hmm. If you, if, if the people out there who don't like my honesty have a problem with that, Go watch some other show. No, you I'm continue you to watch the show, but you can always. I'm let telling us know you what I'm comments. telling you what is going on. I'm not sitting here going, I want to be right. I want to be right while they're winning too. I'd like to say, man, these guys are just mowing everybody down, but they're not. And you need to know what the solutions are. At this point, I just told you at the beginning of the show what likely needs to happen. You know, Bill Walsh, Bill Belichick. The greatest coaches of all time used to say it's better to get rid of a player a year early than a year late. And we're way beyond late probably with LeBron at this point. It was late probably last year. So my thinking in this is you can look at it as LeBron hate all you want. It's fine. Uh, You guys have known how I felt about LeBron. It's because I expect more from somebody with his uh, tentacles. And he, he disappoints me more than he does makes me proud because I believe he should know better. And I've been told that he's smart enough to know better, but I haven't seen it with my own eyes. So this is on the basketball court, by the way, guys, not off the court. This is on the basketball court. It's on the basketball court, not outside the basketball court. Did I make myself clear, G? Yeah, I think you did. Good. I wanted to do that. Tom, I want to, in Laker remembrance, Tom, in honor of Laker Tom, in honor of uh, Tom, hasn't he hasn't been here for a while? So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know include that in there. Get well, Laker. LeBron Tom. on the basketball court <laughs> has been a disappointment more than a happy one. I don't and say maybe it's because he's been playing too long. I'm not and and we're about winning championships. If you're happy about 35 points in December, barely beating a Detroit team with the worst record, God bless you. Enjoy it. I don't.
Well, I will say again, it's not just you. A lot of other individuals. In fact, I had Boomer Perot on. Hopefully, people, you know, hopefully, you get a chance to check that out. Great conversation I had with my original guest, Boomer Perot. He stopped by the other day, and that's the first thing he said was about how LeBron is just not that player anymore that can actually do all the things that he once did and carry the load and also make everyone better at the same time like he once did. He is now a player that can give you every now and then the kind of games that he gave today, but it's still overall, it was just barely enough to get the Lakers over the hump today. It's, it's, it's not about his, I'm not, uh, you'd be not, you'd be pretty naive to think that LeBron is going to be anywhere near what he was. I'm not wanting that. I didn't say that's what I wanted. I don't, it's not, not that's not fair to expect a guy that's been playing 20 years. If you add his playoff runs, probably 24 years. He'll be expect, 38 in a couple yeah, weeks. To expect him to be what he was. That's not what my my issue is. My issue is his decision-making. He should not be making these decisions as wily veteran as he is and as much as his IQ is touted in the basketball realm because it doesn't compute. He should not be making these mistakes. And – you look at somebody. Let's let's go to let's go to Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder's angle on passes is supposed to be a ball handling guard. What is he doing? Who's holding him accountable with these terrible angles on these passes and bounce passes and just decision making at the at the rim? I don't I don't know what the point of a coach is anymore in the NBA because I know if I was the coach, I would be going to Dennis, going, "What the hell was that?" If it's a if it's a one off, okay, it's one off. But what is it with it every game happening? At what point are you gonna, as a coach, as coaches, the assistant coaches, like what the, what is this? What are you doing? But all we're gonna hear over the next couple of days is LeBron looked great at thirty five points. Uh, LeBron is still and that's the a- that's the brainwash. We are not we. I don't know, I'm not putting myself in this because I'm not brain. I don't get brainwashed, but. This is the current society, the current culture is so fixated on numbers. He dropped 35, 10 assists, and seven rebounds. They don't understand that it doesn't, that the stats don't matter like they did 10 years ago. They don't matter. 35 is not what it used to be. There used to be a time where 35 points meant, man, you, you're, this was a blowout. It's not like that anymore. There's way too many possessions. There's too many snipers in the league. The game is too fast and too uh, offensive happy. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's it. That's you get 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 with it, guys. You 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 have to understand. If I'm gonna get with the fact that twenty point leads are like five point leads these days, you need to understand that thirty five points doesn't mean jack squat, especially if Bogdanovich makes a couple of those shots at the end of the game. We're looking at a double. We're looking at an L if that happens, yeah. and those wide open shots too, because of lack of the ability to stay in front of their guys. I move faster than him running backwards, and you guys couldn't stay in front of him. So you tell me. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans! Looking for the best place to go for up to date news, information, original videos articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, I mentioned Thomas Bryant. He, you know, in that first quarter, he just had no lift. He had the uh, underside of the rim actually block his shot and also couldn't get up for a, what looked like to be a fairly easy uh, lob attempt and it couldn't do that as well. So with the Lakers, again, a lot of depth issues there across the board, just really uh, kind of disappointing that the Lakers on, especially when they need games like this, where they can really finish out strong, but because they don't have the depth simply can't get it done, but still was able to go ahead with the 35 by LeBron and also a strong 34 from AD really strong games from both those two especially from AD, 34 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, and a block shot, playing like a true MVP candidate, if only the team was a little bit better. But we'll see what happens. It was a 124-117 to victory to bring the Lakers to 11-15. and And we'll be back on Tuesday for sure for the live watch party starting at 7.30 p.m. against the Celtics. And, of course, a slate night as, as far as the postgame is concerned. John says you're such a boomer. So he just wanted to pass that along because he's just sending his love out to you, Joe. So before we head on out, wanted to make sure that that was uh, expressed. Should have won the game on Friday. I agree with you, John. Should have won the game on Friday. No excuses. Just got to hit a free throw. Simply just got to hit a free throw. But Joe, I think we're going to go ahead and shut it down here in, in a minute. But any last thoughts on the way out? Yes. The five foundations of contentment by John Michaelin. It's John McAlian. I call him Michaelin. Okay. See, look at that. 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 Look at that fate or the little. That's uh, a man that with confidence right look there. At, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at look at the look at the the hairline there, man. That's like pristine. <laughs> and that and then the <laughs> high school senior picture, both <laughs> the five, five foundations of contentment. Read it, folks. You will learn how to be how to be a John. I'm assuming at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com you can get that. Is there a Kindle version out there, John? Please let us know in the chat. <laughs> Just want to make sure that's. I'm holding my tongue. I don't want to rain on John's parade. Yeah, come on, give the guy a break. He yeah. he looked like a man with confidence right there. Uh, time to just... go. Okay, all right, because Eddie says thanks so much. He's, it's time for him to go watch The White Lotus because that's actually been doing a lot of good numbers for HBO lately. So, yeah, I don't blame you a bit, Eddie. So, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're going to go ahead. Yes, the Kindle vi- Kindle version is available on Amazon and paperback, Joe, just for you. Just for you, my Well, friend. he was talking about – what was it you were talking about in your last show? Uh, uh, what is that endorphin? Uh, dopamine? Yes. Was it dopamine? I think so. How we oh, like the no pleasure. Noble. Wow. How we how we continue to like to we like that dopamine. And we don't like to we don't like to grind. I Only I, on I, Amazon. I was I was actually shocked at how good that, that analysis was. Because that's very true. It is dopamine, uh, yes. The the again, uh, fried chicken, you hear if you're listening, this is for you, baby. In in business uh, I was taught by by a mentor that if you're comfortable, you, if you're too comfortable, start worrying. Well, you there know, you go. You know, and that 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 plays a huge part in not being complacent when you're 
constantly uncomfortable. So if you feel like you've figured out what you're doing, and this is not even involving business, you figure you figured out something going on that that's just good, and you're you're, you're coasting. You need to start finding something else to 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 make it uncomfortable, so that you can go after something else or better something. Otherwise, eventually you're just gonna kind of plateau or just kind of get back to you know being more lazy. Before we go, as as he says, Barnes and Noble has been very disappointing. I'm not gonna put too much smack on on Barnes and Noble because my wife did go Christmas shopping there a little bit earlier today. So Terrence, I would do that trade. And the trade was, what do you guys think? 29 first and JTA, but, Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly. But for no, one on, no one on the planet will do that in Detroit. No, no, no. It's like, here, have all the junk from us for nothing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that would be a Laker Tom teleporting into Detroit's GM's body and doing that trade. That would get you a lot of flack on Twitter because if you ever go check out at Laker Tom and he puts out that would make, crazy trade proposals, that would see make the responses. That would see make Greg Popovich. That would make Greg Popovich mad, and he'd then go whine about yes how the Lakers got a steal because yes. that's what he does. Like it's rigged for the Lakers. He likes to stick his nose in other people's business. He has a habit of doing that. That's true. That's true. Especially Terrence, the Lakers. Please, if you get a chance, at Laker Tom on Twitter. It will make your day at all the responses to his crazy trade proposals. And I'll leave it at that. But Laker Tom, get well, my friend. I hope you are feeling better. I did have a chance to go ahead and talk to him yesterday. He is still trying to get on the – he's on the mend. He's trying to get better. So hopefully he will do so, and hopefully he can join us later this week. Or maybe for the Celtics game. We'll see. But we'll be back for the Celtics game on Tuesday for the live Lakers watch party. Also as well, we're going to go ahead and be back for the post game. Joe, you feel like an NBA observations maybe sometime tomorrow night? It's going like to be rainy talk- tomorrow, so. I'd like to talk about the Pelicans. Uh, sure. All right. And some other surprise teams in the NBA. Love to go ahead and do so. Hassan, always, he has definitely got the Laker Tom optimism because one win at a time. He's very positive. And I, you know what? I salute you for that, Hassan. Just got, you got nothing. You guys, you guys be positive. I'll be the realist. And Tom will be the overly hopeful. And then Gerald can be somewhere in between and on the side of that. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I'm just going to leave it at that. You, you, where is my right there? Where's my Killian think? He said that that would make Palinka look like Mitch Kupchak with the Gasol trade. So, yeah. Really? That big? I don't know about that. That was a steal of, in my opinion, the steal of the 20th century or 21st century. That, that could be right there. We'll see again what happens. But once again, it's a Lakers fast break. So we'll try to go ahead and do a show tomorrow night for you on NBA observations. Then after that, also as well on Tuesday, of course, the live watch party for the Celtics and the Lakers and also the Lakers fast break post game show. Hopefully we can even sneak in sometime in the not too distant future, a Lakers history one-on-one because I'd love for everybody to go ahead and come back to class at Lakers fast break university. So we can talk about something. Our good friend, Nick Molina, who is part of our Lakers live watch party, suggested, and that's the Kobe Bryant, Vladi Divac trade. So hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and sneak in some time, sometime in the not-too-distant future for that. But if you have any questions for us, of course, Joe Sorrell. He's at Joe Sorrell 5 on Twitter, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. That's right, right there for you. I'm at 
Lakers Fast Break, of course, on Twitter, or the old-fashioned Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Or you can always leave the comments on YouTube. If it's for Joe, I go ahead and I reach out to him. I say, hey, go ahead, look at YouTube. Somebody left you a comment there. Or I comment on it. So we're just glad to have you here for watching and listening. But once again, we'll be back tomorrow night for some NBA observations. And on Tuesday, well, Blue Magic's back. Great to have you here, Blue. He says he needs a McCallion versus Sorrow debate. Hopefully, we'll get one in the not too distant future. They were actually on good Mike, terms. Mike on Killian Friday. has no chance to debate with me. Okay, I can burn that guy down and without with two hands. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, they, they, you guys were good. Yeah, I said two hands. Okay, you guys were on good terms on Friday, so we'll see. Then maybe a debate. We can go ahead and schedule that. We might do that. We might do just that. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break, which we appreciate it. Great. Great chat room once again. John McCallion's there. Zangerstein killing it once again. Terrific as always. Blue Magic, awesome as well. Then, of course, you got Hassan Clay, the, of course, the Lakers optimist right there for you. Welcome back. Terrence Harvey with the great trade proposal. Also as well, you got a whole bunch of great people. Eddie, Eddie with the great comments. He loves being and watching you, my friend. When he told people to get off the air and stop watching us, he said he is staying to take uh, to watch you, my friend, because he appreciates everything that you do. By the way, don't listen to Joe. Stay, watch, listen, even if you don't agree with him. Who's watching? Yeah. Hopefully everybody. That's who, what I'm hoping for. Who, who, who wanted who to watch? You told people if they don't like what you had to say to get off the air or to just go and change the channel. That's not a good thing if we're trying to build an audience. Johnny 2K6 it's, it's, was awesome, it's, awesome it's, as well. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of a... Reverse psychology thing, by the way. Oh, okay, I'm hoping that's correct. I'm hoping that's what you meant. But Octavio, letting him know the final score was 124 to 117. Truly, again, appreciate everyone out there in the chat. The world's best Lakers chat room is right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But we'll definitely see what's going on with another great Lakers Fast Break on Monday with NBA observations. And, of course, Tuesday – Against the Celtics, the live watch party, and of course the post games, which are always fun because it's you know it's Joe and I and everybody else here, the whole gang, petting my cat. Oh, last minute petting my cat. Let's get a two two versus one going with Jordan Brown and Kenneth Stone versus Joe Sorrow. Not too bad. Handicap match. Yeah, handicap in the cage. I am here because of you, the audience. Okay. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm here because the audience too. Yeah, so you give the people you give the, you give the audience what they want. We're trying. We're trying to do just that. And hopefully the audience will get bigger. Like the videos, subscribe to us if you can. Please do whatever you can. If you see a Lakers fan out there and they haven't heard of us yet, please go ahead and, and just tell them about us. Tell them to give us a chance because whether they like Joe or whether they hate Joe they like me or hate me or like Laker Tom or hate Laker Tom, they usually have a tendency to go ahead and at least talk about this. And that's, you know, that's all I can ask. Talk about us, listen to us, watch us. We truly appreciate it. And we'll see you on Monday for another great episode of Lakers Fast Break coming up right at you. Of course, everything right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.